all storytelling relies on great characters. The ancient Greek Homer knew it when he created Odysseus some 2,700 years ago. I'm not asking you to fight for him. I'm asking you to fight for the Greeks. Why? Are the Greeks tired of fighting each other? And Sir Arthur Conan Doyle knew it when he created Sherlock Holmes back in the 1800s. Elementary, my dear Watson. This man has been dead for at least two hours. Moriarty isn't wasting any time. And Robert E. Howard knew it when he created Conan the Barbarian back in 1932. And they call me Barbarian. But how do you go about to create the visual look of such a character? How do you make the audiences truly connect with it? How do you design them so that they convey their character even in a still picture? In short, what are the secrets behind successful character design? Let's find out. Welcome to Yellow Brick Road, a podcast about visual effects, animation and digital mastery. Hi everybody, welcome to the VFX podcast Yellow Brick Road, where we dive into the mysterious and wonderful world of visual effects. I'm Nils Lagergren, and in this episode we're going to talk about how to create great characters. So today I'm joined by director Fred Lövberg and character artist Jonas Skog. Welcome guys. Hi, thanks. <laughs> Both of you work at Goodbye Kansas, and you were part of the team that created uh, the new look of Conan the Barbarian for Funcom's computer game Conan Exiles. But so I, I thought we, we should talk a little about Conan. But before we do that, before we dive into the world of Conan, Fred, do you have a favorite character? Well, that is a very easy question, but it's uh, a long, long list. Um, but I'll pick uh, two. Gary Oldman's character, Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg from The Fifth Element and Heath Ledger's Joker. I think they're like on the top of my list, but as I said, there are so many of them. But, but, but they're both villains. Yeah, uh, they are. Uh, and the reason is that a villain is a necessary evil. It's something that makes the hero the hero. To be blunt, a hero can be very boring, but they come to life because of a compelling villain. Jonas, <laughs> 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 you're somewhat of a legend in your area. How did you start with... Why and how did you start with character design? Well, I would say that I have... I've been drawing and sculpting and doing traditional art for as long as I can remember since before I could stand. And... Well, I, I started off first by drawing and sculpting all, all the traditional medias. Uh, and I think it was up until 97, like 20 years ago, when I first uh, was introduced to 3D back in school. And from that day on, I I keep pushing characters in 3D. So mm. it's it's been a while, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's still fun. Yeah, it, it's still fun. It's still yeah. fun. It it doesn't matter which medium you use, pencils, clay, digital characters. It's all the same. It's all about character design, and it's fun. Yeah, Let, let's talk about one particular character, 
Conan the Barbarian. And you designed uh, a kind of new Conan, you could say. Fred, how did that start? Uh, well, it was quite uh, simple. The Funcom contacted us uh, and they wanted uh, a cinematic trailer for their their game. Uh, at that time, it was in very early stages. Uh, so they basically delivered a very simple brief. They want Conan, they want uh, a unique character, us as a player, uh, and they want some kind of action, uh, and they wanted the environment to play out in the... Uh, place called Stygia, uh, which is quite famous in Conan lore. Mm. Uh, so we had a lot of creative freedom. And, you know, I, I'm a comic book fan, so I have read quite a bit of Conan. But uh, I still went back and did some research because it was years ago, and um, put together a uh, contact sheet of attributes of the Conans that I like, mm. and then passed it on to you and us and said, "This is the base of what I want to convey." in our Conan, go wild. So then uh, Jonas <laughs> went wild. Yeah, I did. I did. And how was that? It was great. It was great. It's, it's always fun to get to create those iconic characters. Mm. It, it, it was a fun ride. It was. It was. So, so Con- Conan is not a villain, though, uh, but he's still interesting. What, what makes him interesting? Well, uh, sorry, Jonas, uh, just jumped in. He He's not a hero and he's not a villain, but he's an anti-hero. So that makes him fun because he loves to chop off heads and he loves gore. And, <laughs> who and, doesn't? Yeah, you know, who doesn't? <laughs> uh, and, you know, his his sense of moral isn't the runner-of-the-mill her- hero. Hmm. That's so, a good answer. It's a good answer. And, of course, it's not just fun because they are violent characters that kill off people. Although that is a good answer, <laughs> the, the dynamic, dynamic. <laughs> we would call them dynamic. But but with Conan, it's uh, like I said before, he's such an iconic and old character. I think uh, he was created in the 30s. I think. Yeah, in 1932. So yeah. he's much older than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Quite quite a bit older. Yeah, and and <laughs> that that's quite fun as well because most people think of Conan as Arnold. Mm. But he, like you said, he's much older than that, and the, the design itself is much older. Mm. W- w- was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger on that sheet with references, or did you skip that? We actually skipped that because even though he is a, an iconic Conan, uh, he he made Conan mainstream, but um, uh, we purposely left him out because. Using uh, Arnold as a reference, you automatically go, ooh, that's influenced by Arnold, mm. and we don't want that. And we wanted to be, go back to the roots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we, we tried to stay away from Arnold as much as we could. So instead of looking at old Arnold pictures, we tried to look for more of a brute kind of males. Uh, I looked at mainly UFC and MMA fighters to get mm. that that brawl look and the cauliflower ears <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, because you know we're talking about we want to go back to the roots with Conan, but at the same time it's 2017 now. But when we dis- did the trailer it was 2016, so we wanted to have a modern touch to it, or to him actually, and of course the trailer. 
Uh, and and what, what are the production steps when you create it? You said you, you have these references, you put them in the hand of Jonas and you start to model him then as a sculpture. We try to bring out as much as we can of uh, the Conan character while keeping uh, the old school iconic style to him as well. So we, we gather references, clothes, jewelry, hairstyles, facial features and try to assemble the best character we can and from that I do concepts in this case I did a 3D concept of Conan that we sent to the client for approvals mm. um, and uh, yeah they they liked it right from the start right and uh, we we had much freedom creating Conan So we we had to keep within the rules of the Conan universe and still try to incorporate uh, like 2016 into him. So it was uh, a little bit back and forth with the design, but basically it was it was fairly easy, and we we knew what we wanted, right? And when when you do model like that, how, how uh, detailed must it be, like down to the pores or? Yeah, so when we create characters for cinematics, we we try to push the boundaries as much as we can because you always want to create the best possible character for all new films we do. Uh, so we we all try to to push the details in the characters, and we we model and sculpt in all all those tiny tiny pores spending millions of polygons on every character. <laughs> Which brings us to the next step, uh, the look dev, uh, where, where, where you get like the hair and stuff. Yeah. Mean, do, do you actually put every little straw in the beard and, and stuff like that? Well, it depends. Maybe not for the beard, but for stuff like eyelashes, you... you have to take much more care where you are placing them. So sometimes you would place each lash at a time. But for beards, peach fuzz, hair, and all that other hairy stuff, you, <laughs> you, you for all that stuff, you do it procedurally. So you, you place a few hairs which guides them in the correct direction, and then you drive that using a software or plugin called Yeti. That is basically how you create hair hmm. in a fast way. When when all that is done, you have modeled it. It has like the right textures and colors and hair and everything. But then it needs to move as well, obviously. Well, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, without movement, I mean, he, he he's a, a beautiful character. Yeah. But um, it doesn't really work in a movie having him just stand still and express no emotions whatsoever. Uh, we need to create a, a quite advanced rig on him uh, and all the characters, uh, body and face rig. And then we actually uh, start a casting process. We do a lot of motion capture or performance capture. Mm. Uh, and to get a good performance for the character you want the right talent. So we start casting, uh, we go through a a lot of people, and in this case, we we found this guy, Daniel the Beast, 
<laughs> he he's a bodybuilder. He's a, a fist, fitness instructor, and uh, he he's a like a wrestler, a stunt wrestler. Mm-hmm. So he he's familiar with doing like over the top stuff. And he's huge. He's like what two meters long and probably he is Conan. Basically. He is yeah. And uh, and then you know we we jump into our our studio uh, and do the performance capture. Hmm. Uh, of which we will talk in a, in a future episode. Yeah, we'll go more about into detail. motion yeah. capture. But but um, so now now we have uh, a Conan uh, and he looks totally convincing. He can move in in convincing ways. But but then is that then we have that extra thing that makes them really come alive. How do you make a character really convey their personality? What's the secret? Well, it's so many ingredients in creating a believable character with personality. So I would say that it's not just about the modeling, about the look, about all the tiny hairs. Well, that that gives you a pretty model, but it's lifeless. Yeah, and I'd like to fill in that um, in in real life, you say that uh, the eyes are the the conduit to a human soul and it it's kind of true for a CG character because if the eyes don't come to life they're just dead and i'm not talking just about uh, eye movement we can animate the eyes but they have to look real they have to feel real and it's something you can't really put your finger on like what makes it look real i mean i know Jonas he does a lot of research and has a lot of like medical files of how eyes actually look and work but then there's this unexplainable beauty about eyes uh, with irises and how they work and, and what an eye does with all the, the minute reflections. Yeah, and that's what makes it so hard to create believable characters because we as humans, we watch other humans all the time. And what do we look at? We look at the eyes. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we instantly see when something's off. It doesn't matter how small it is they could be like the tiniest tiniest little cross-eyed angle and it still looks off could be the reflections it could be just movements per se but it's everything has to be in place that that's what makes a character believable and it's Uh, super hard otherwise it turns into polar express exactly the uncanny valley uncanny valley but we have to remember that polar express is was done quite a few years ago and the technology has come quite a bit since then. I mean, when it came out, it was pioneering. but um, Definitely. Back then it was great. Yeah. Yes, and probably in the future we will look back and the stuff that we've done to date and say the same thing about that. Perhaps. Conan has been around since the early 30s, so you had lots of history to be inspired by. But does that make it easier, or, or is it easier to create something from scratch, like a totally new character? Well, I would say that creating a character that has been like molded in the public, like an old character, iconic character, uh, you have to keep within some boundaries, because... People has already been attached to this character, so you you have to keep 
the crowd happy, so to speak. So mm. you you can't just stray off in some direction. It it has been done, and it always proves wrong. Mm. Well, yes and no. I mean, I think it's uh, a lot of if we're looking at uh, comic books uh, mostly now. I mean, if you look at Marvel, they've made Thor a woman, so they have changed the character quite drastically, and that I mean that is something that to do a character design would be like super difficult because I mean the times are changing and then with that characters change definitely definitely i would say that is fine you can change thor into a female but still you have to keep within the boundaries you can't make female thor brown haired she's still blonde her blue eyes looks like a thunder god, so you're still keeping within the boundaries, but you're breaking them a bit and taking risks. Yeah, you're you're bending the rules. Exactly, but it's with some. It's like with Conan. Uh, it is said that he has really dark hair. He has these icy blue eyes. You can't break those rules. You can change his proportions. You can change his clothes and gear. You can make him bulkier or thinner, but you still have to keep within the rules of dark hair and blue eyes. So, break the rules, but break them carefully. So I guess basically it boils down to uh, a lot of research. You have to know the character, where they where they come from, and then just uh, experience. Be, even if you're younger and talented, maybe you don't think of analyzing a character in that perspective. And I think that's when you're more experienced in season that that you have that in the back of your mind all the time that you uh, you know those things even mm-hmm. though you don't maybe I mean we never talked about those things per se or did we did we talk about his that like do we have to have uh, dark hair and um, ice blue eyes I think it came naturally I really do <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah same here I, I think that that was one of those things that just like. It was, yeah. yeah. But th- there's another character in in this trailer, uh, Razma, the warrior princess. Or, uh, two two other characters to be. You to mean be the beast? The beast. But we're going to talk about them in another in another episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Razma, she's an, a new character. Yeah, she's the the one that I said in the beginning. That was that's the the character that is supposed to portray uh, you as the player. Uh, because in in the game you don't play Conan per se. He he basically saves you from uh, from certain death and um, and gives you a choice to like to basically walk in his footsteps or or perish. Hmm. And um, like we're talking about with uh, with Thor and and females, it's important to have cool uh, women in in. Uh, in in movies, and that applies hundred percent to full CG uh, trailers and and movies. And um, in researching her, we wanted her to be like super cool, super mm. strong. We want her to basically be able to rival Conan if it came to that. Uh, I was doing research about uh, like what what name, what to call her, uh, even though it's never said in the trailer. But um, so I found this uh, Persian name, uh, Razba, and. Uh, 
in, from my research, I found that it was called Warrior. So I thought it was a cool little, oh, little perfect t- name. A little touch. <laughs> Yeah. But but did you also create kind of a backstory? To uh, help creating it? Sort of. Uh, that was more in, uh, in collaboration with the client. That the the backstory would be more like she's an Amazonian warrior princess. I guess you can say mm-hmm. um, that was stripped from her riches and and everything. So she was she she was privileged. She was uh, maybe trained in the arts of of battle. Um, and she had a, a, a high position, but she was stripped and then exiled to to the, the lands. And then, yeah, so that was, I mean, it was a fairly simple brief. I don't think I put together um, any character sheet. It was more like verbally hmm. uh, to Jonas. Uh, but, and, but visual references, perhaps. Of, I think or... Jonas actually brought most of the visual references and presented them to me instead. And I just gave him a... It's different. Conan is, like we talked about, he has a lot of legacy. So it's easier to put together a contact sheet of what attributes that you like about Conan and where you want to take it. Hmm. Creating someone 100% new that doesn't exist, uh, for me, it's it's simply to put it to hands in the master. Like, there's there's no reason for me to basically interfere especially like of course i have feedback and i have thoughts but like i said it's it's better to just give a verbal brief hmm. this is what i want and then make him do his magic or let him let him do his magic <laughs> <laughs> unleash you with <laughs> 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 great magic yeah but when it comes to rasmite was basically the same ideas with conan you you get some rules from the director from Fred, we also wanted to portray that in the character, even without like a character sheet. I knew that she would be noble in some kind of way and still stripped from her riches. So we we tried to incorporate uh, like the golden braids in her hair, just to to show the the noble heritage of her, but still stripping her from all other fancy clothes, just down to her rags. So we, we tried, tried to have a range within that character as well. And at the same time, we wanted her to be like a match to Conan, but still keep her feminine. Mm. So she she can be feminine and strong at the same time without looking too masculine. I think, she, for me personally, I, I think she's almost a bigger star of that trailer than Conan himself. I think it's a very successful character. Yeah. Yeah, I I have to agree. Um, I remember uh, showing this to uh, some friends in Los Angeles. They had no idea that we we created a trailer and showed it to them. And they were like, oh, shit, this is so cool. And then uh, at the end, when uh, when, uh, Razma saves Conan's life because he well, gets attacked by these beasts and they're battling in a sandstorm and she comes and, and saves his life. And they were just like, they were applauding like, oh, fuck, she's kick-ass. She's so cool, <laughs> so cool. And they really loved that, that we had a, a female lead save the life of Conan. Hmm. You, you have created so many characters. Do you have a favorite? I would say as an artist, you tend to see all the flaws in the characters you have created in the past. So you always look forward to the next character you're going to create and 
the character you're creating at the moment. So somehow that always turns into your favorite character. And uh, well, you, you, you keep learning from every character you do. So you, you want to take all that knowledge with you into future projects and future characters. So I, I would say that the, the one right now is the favorite. Hmm. But but they are in, in a way like your children. Yeah, I, I would say that you. <laughs> we we try to keep the artists uh, at Goodbye Kansas to get to feel for their children. They yeah. they want to nourish them from the ground up. You you do the modeling, you do the texturing, and even the look dev. So that that's a fun process. To and then they take the first steps. Exactly. <laughs> that's also nice. With the help of mocap, <laughs> they take the first steps. <laughs> Do you have any dream character that that you would love to create? Um, I have uh, I have uh, a few. One of the, my dream ones would be uh, to work with the character Martian Manhunter. So for you that don't know, he's in the DC universe and he's the last survivor of Mars. Uh, and um, he's a Superman type of character, but he has for me a lot more depth. Uh, he's very cool backstory, very cool design, and he's a shapeshifter, so he's basically mm. limitless in his character design. His, he's green. And he's green. Uh, as all Martians. As all Martians. Uh, and I, I, I've always, always, even before uh, they've done all these TV shows, because he's in the Supergirl TV show and, and, and uh, the DC movies and all that stuff, like even way before that, I'm like, I hope one day I can do a Martian Manhunter movie. That would be very cool. Thanks a lot, guys, for coming. Thank you, Nils. And you listeners, as usual, you can see all the things we talked about at the Goodbye Kansas website, goodbyekansas.se slash podcast. And do mail us if you have thoughts or feedback. In our next episode, we'll take a look at concept art and how to create new worlds. Fred and me will be joined by André Valin, who has created tons of cool stuff for Star Wars, so you don't want to miss that. Until next time. Goodbye, my bientôt, auf Wiedersehen, wie hörsch.